Hello, hello. Thank you for joining us for our last Sister Wives social. We have made it, everybody. The countdown, the true countdown has begun. We are one week away, and I cannot wait. I feel like I want to buy one of those countdown timers to put it above both of our desks. (laughs) I'm so excited. It's been a long time. I know. I hope it is such a good season. My expectations and hopes are sky high. First things first, cooking with just Christine, which is Christine's kind of web series from TLC where she like cooks her recipes and kind of iconic recipes that she has talked about. Example, the tapioca pudding. I hope she has done nachos previously. I'm not sure. But that comes out on August 20th. And that is not a coincidence. I'm curious. Have you ever watched one of Christine's episodes? I have not. I'm a bad fan. I have not seen one. I've seen clips when she's had her kids on to like help her in the kitchen, but I haven't seen an episode. I would be curious to hear in the community of how many folks actually tune into that episode. And I wonder if she would get more engagement because you you always show me the the cooking videos on like TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how much more engagement Christine would have if that cooking style show was just her TikTok or like maybe a Christine Cooks TikTok. Oh, I bet it would be so much, but TLC quickly got on that. It'll just be only on TLC's stuff on the internet. I bet all their social media, everything like that will be very Sister Wives heavy next week. I'm very excited. I am bummed out. We're probably never going to get a time jump, but (laughs) yeah, we will take what we can get. So as you guys know, Sister Wives Social, our little mini segment we have done to get ready for the new season, we talk about... I don't want to call it favorite things from the past because they're always like pretty messed up, (laughs) crummy situations from the past, but things that have stood out. But before we get into that, I wanted to talk about one thing that I read about this week and it was a little bit slow, but I mean, between seasons, it always is. But Gwen revealed on her YouTube video that her parents did indeed forget her birthday one year, but did not actually forget it. They essentially just didn't acknowledge it because they didn't have any money to celebrate. And I don't accept that. There, But give me some grace here. I don't accept it because that pantry is filled with absolutely everything you need to make a cake. You cannot tell me that pantry that is supposed to supply you in an apocalypse does not have flour shortening, sugar, like you can't. I don't agree with the reasoning because maybe from a parent's perspective, you're thinking I delivered this level of a birthday last year. So the expectations are I have to do that, match that or go above that next year. But that thought process doesn't make sense if you just don't celebrate the child's birthday at all. Or acknowledge it. I just think the not acknowledging it is just so painful. Because you're banking on the kid not knowing their own birthday. That's what you're hoping for. I I just feel like there's ways that you could have done something. And I understand that's so hard with a family this size. I mean, hell, like many families have to do small celebrations. But usually you can... I don't know, go get a cone or I get, make a cake. I, I don't get know. your point about making the cake because you 
most likely save a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. But even thinking of where their family's built, you could even get two packs of those cupcakes from any big grocery store. Yeah. And that's got to be under 20 bucks. But I'm just meaning like you're broke, broke, and you don't have any credit left. Like you don't have anything. I that's I'm stuck on it because I'm like, you're supposed to be able to survive off this pantry. But now, I'm th- OK, let's look at I'm going to because we're going to hit on Cody all the time. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> we just are. He just is the villain of the show. But in in this time frame, I'm not sure. Was this when they were filming or before filming? I believe before. But okay, no, let's no, just no. imagine. Maybe a little. I think it might have been during. Let's just imagine. Cody has his Lexus convertible, which I oh, think. Oh, I know. I think they said they paid. Was it sixty grand? It was forty-five or sixty grand. It was somewhere in that window. Well, we got that figure because we were listening to Ace and Caitlin, and they were the one who looked up like the year and the model. So I don't know actually what they paid for. Second point to that, we never learn, to my knowledge when cody bought the motorcycle Ugh, gross why did you spend thousands of dollars on this motorcycle when you can't even afford to have children's birthdays even mm-hmm. the bare minimum like the ingredients to bake a cake yeah it's just not appropriate the way funds are allocated and how they're used is just so inappropriate which is a theme a reoccurring theme on the show it really is. It's so disappointing to see, like, over the years, things just keep... Like, it's a pattern. So you couldn't afford a child's birthday. To celebrate it, acknowledge it, to make a homemade happy birthday sign, to have all the siblings make cards, like, That was my next anything. thought, making cards. That would have been a nice so activity. So meaningful. Mm-hmm. For this kid to just get so much love. Like, that's what's so disappointing. It's not... It Gifts are absolutely not needed. It's... Showing the kid you love them and celebrating who they are. This shows you the realities. Well, how tough it is to be on TV and have everything recorded because if you are caught in a lie, there's just so much evidence that can be replayed and show that you're not being truthful. I have so much evidence of Cody not being a good father. It's ridiculous. Also, going on the line with bad decisions, maybe not add four more people to a family if you can't afford the most basic things. If your kids are just eating bread every night, maybe don't add four more mouths to feed. It is fascinating because the devil's advocate in me would say, there's no way you're getting this show if you're not adding a wife and family members. But... But then there's like the double devil's advocate is, (laughs) well, maybe this family wouldn't have broken up. But I take that back because honestly, there was already trouble in these families before Robin. So I totally take that back that that wouldn't matter. It would still in some ways, maybe Mary would be the only one left. I don't know, but I just don't see it working either way. That's a great topic. So you think regardless They would not have made it Robin or not. You know, what's interesting. The way their values are defined and just how you kind of have to stick through it. Right. I want to say it wouldn't work out, but I have a feeling without the added pressures of the public and Mm -hmm. people voicing their opinions, maybe you wouldn't get sort of enough of a nudge to make that decision to leave. Maybe you would sort of suffer through it. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think the influence of their religion, their community, how they live their lives, but also just 
Most I mean, likely they wouldn't have moved to Vegas, so they would still have, well, because that was a weird storyline. You know, honestly, I call that storyline total BS because they had polygamous friends that lived in Utah. <laughs> yes. So that whole storyline makes no sense. And mind you, it only really became a storyline because they were in the public view. Well, also, did you see recently that it came out that the investigation was closed before they even left Utah? I didn't see that. Yeah. But so I mean, there was I've, I've no always, reason. I mean, I've always thought that storyline was crap. You have from the beginning. I mean, you called it. Um, but yeah, I feel like they would have stayed in Utah. They would have had their community. Yeah, I think they would have probably still all been together. I'm yeah. sort of even going backwards on what I'm saying because I'm trying to analyze where they would be, community, uh, the pressures. Some of the pressures are gone. I think they probably would still be together. I think so, too. And I think it was inevitable for Robin to join the family or a Robin <laughs> to join the family. There's an undertone to this where part of their religion is to have more babies. Yeah. And I mean, after truly, it kind of seemed like I think everyone that, was done that. Yeah. That phase of their life was going to be over. And I mean, kind of it's written in their church, right? You got to like keep having kids. Mm-hmm. You need to have more wives. I think I agree with you. Like, no matter what, a Robin would have been in their family. Yeah. And especially with Mary being kind of the driving force in that. I mean, I'm not even putting that on Cody too much. No, I am. I take that back immediately. As soon as I came out of my mouth, I'm still like, "Mm," but he's still ultimately the one that made the final decision. Here's a thought, not only for you, but, you know, for the community. Again, hit us up if you ever want to chime in and have a little bit of back and forth. Do you think Robin would have joined the family if they were not on a TV show? Absolutely not. Well, you got to no think about way it. In think heck. about it from her case. She's a single mom mm-hmm. living at her parents or renting from her parents or just living rent free at her parents' yeah. house. Maybe has a job. We're not really sure. Mm-mm-mm. No. But you have <laughs> this man that's willing to take you and your kids in and support you. Mm-hmm. You know, as a as an adult, you know, from speaking for maybe your mother, you probably want a sort of security for your kids. I think that kind of becomes tempting or that situation is tempting. She said she dated so much. She had so many suitors and she turned everyone down. No, she in let she came because the show came. There's nothing that can change my mind about that because I mean, her saying all these things and how many dates she went on and how many people she went on a date with, like, it kind of confirms it to me that like, oh, what's the big difference? Well, someone just got approved for a show about polygamy. You say that, but I'm of the opinion that Cody was the best of the bunch. Hmm. I have a of, feeling. Oh, of their community. Yes, yes. Of whatever suitor she had. I believe personal opinion. Cody was probably the best of the bunch. Well, the most money potential. I think that was a big driving force for whoever she was with. Because she wasn't going to work. She knew she wasn't going to well, work. She it, knew she had 30, 40 K in debt. To, to me, it's more than that. I'm just, you know, we, we have nothing to go off. I'm just what she said. But I'm guessing age wise, he was at a decent age compared to her money wise. Yes, that seemed like an opportunity, but also just like charisma. I mean, Cody is in sales. He has charisma. He knows how to talk to people. Mm-hmm. I think he would have probably been the best out of the bunch. Maybe. But I. Yeah. Yeah, back in the day, he was very charismatic. Now he's just an angry man. But back in the day, I mean, isn't that why the show lasted so long? I hate to admit it, but that was a big driving force. Oh, one question I would love for production to ask in the future tell-all, which we may or may not get anything out of, is 
now that all this has happened with your family, you know, from your religious perspective, where does that put you? Like what you don't have however many wives you need, your family's shattered. I mean, his response would probably be something like, oh, that's between me and God. When I hit the hit the gates, you know, we'll we'll talk that through. He'll probably give you some answer like that. Well, in true Cody fashion, at least what we've seen so far, he's been a walking contradiction on this because he tried to slam Christine for no longer being a part of the religion or believing the religion last season. That was one of the many things he tried tried to hurl out about her this last season. But the season prior or two seasons prior, I can't remember, he oh, he was really talking about questioning his faith and he doesn't believe it anymore. And this was when he was getting really bitter. And I believe it was during COVID. So, I mean, I don't think he practices or believes at all. I think there's influence in his life from the religion and maybe standards he keeps for himself and his family. You know, the patriarchy being a very big one, but I don't think he kind of follows it strictly now. Just, you know, when it benefits him to say he does or to blame someone else for not believing in the religion. I don't mind if he's sort of distancing distancing himself from the religion. The one thing that has bugged me throughout these breakups is that he's not man enough to just say it is over. I know. Like, let's just, let's just, you know, break this off. Like, it's not working. You deserve love, yada, yada, yada. He will never do that. Or he's never done that. And at this point, I don't see Robin ever leaving him. So no. it's, it's just not going to happen. Like, I will always talk crap about Cody. <laughs> it's just how it is. But I would have a little bit more respect if he didn't do what he's doing. I don't even know how to describe it. Like dragging his feet, just refusing to just end relationships cleanly or respectfully, just being honest about his feelings. I would respect that more, I think. And of course, talk a little crap about it. Would you like to move on to moments I've thought about or seen clips about or reels kind of over the week about last Well, not last season, but previous seasons in history. I do appreciate the amount of people that are doing their own rewatches. I know, they're good. They consistently post moments that, again, you just watch and maybe initially you're like, whatever, it's a 40-minute episode, there's other stuff to cover. But when you rewatch and what we know now, it holds so much weight. It really does. Like, the rewatch is so eye-opening. Because, yeah, we've all seen these episodes. We have been here for 10-plus years. But re-watching with the information we know now is amazing. You catch so much, so many little things. I mean, body language or the language they choose to use. I'm, it's so good. Speaking of body language... You can read into this example for an hour. So one of the first moments I wanted to talk about from a previous season is when they were in Las Vegas. They had their lives there. Isabel's scoliosis is full blown. Like we're, it is causing her pain. She has to wear braces all the time. And we find out that the family, so meaning Cody, Christine, and Isabel, are going to an orthopedic surgeon named Dr. Camp. Dr. Camp gets brought up because Cody, Christine, and Gwen are sitting in the kitchen and talking, and Christine brings up surgery. 
So from our perspective, you've gone to a natural path mm-hmm. um, and then I've had a lot of knee surgeries. So I'm definitely on the side of surgeries do help people, mm, right? Yes. This isn't mumbo jumbo. In my perspective, there's this concept of, okay, maybe you have an injury or something is bothering you. So you have some level of pain. So you go through pain management and you maybe give it to a point where you can sort of live with it or maybe it just doesn't bug you as much anymore. But if it gets to the point where it seems Isabel is where I can't live without Mm -hmm. pain, I am constantly in pain. That really leads me to believe this person needs surgery. Yeah. Like, why would you not? Do it's the not like a waiting game, thing? right? It's not, yeah. we're not waiting. Why am I waiting for the pain to get worse? It's already bad. Yes. And that's exactly what Christine, her first thing she brings up about surgery is if this is beyond a certain curvature, by the time she stops growing, surgery is inevitable anyway. It's the only option. There is not awaiting there is not any more of these exercises like this is it right your your bone's not just going to magically just shrink yes and then we're not waiting get corrected <laughs> cody immediately rebuttals and says i don't think i would consent to surgery unless it was threatening for her life something that is so important in this scene is not not just the way he's re- not just the way he responded but how he's dismissing when christine's talking i think at one point his back's to her Yes. So as far as body language, so his back is to her. At one point, he puts his hand together as in like a mouth, you know, and is just like when she's speaking, he just like mocks her. Right. Disgusting. So she takes a deep breath and she faces like right towards him as he's being a little butt and walking around the kitchen. She talks about the curvature. And then that's when... Gwen pipes up because she's just kind of watching this happen and she says it is threatening her self-confidence and that's the thing with chronic pain and having to wear a big bulky brace especially in high school I mean come on you're already self-conscious add this big bulky brace she's probably tired because you're in pain all the time you're like it just affects your psyche your confidence just in everything it sucks Cody is mocking Christine and puts up his hand and says it's all rhetoric. Like what conspiracy theory is happening with scoliosis that he's trying to sell? I just imagine if I had a torn ACL, he'd be like, oh, you're fine. It's like not that's not real. They're just yeah, they're just feeding you some BS. And like, no, my ligaments. Well, I saw people that live perfectly fine lives with no ACLs. I can't believe his stance on modern medicine it's just well it kind of shows you just his thought process just in in the sciences in general so he doesn't believe a doctor here doesn't believe it just nope i know more than the doctor okay i mentioned to you i'm like he's the type of guy who thinks he knows more than the doctor who went to medical school yeah and you read some random shit on the internet well if you notice he always thinks he knows more than everyone ever the regardless of what situation we're in that's a dangerous way to live It's a very annoying thing to have to deal with. Cody mocking Christine says it's all rhetoric. He says he appreciates Dr. Camp and all that he has done and all he has to say. But that clinic is always pushing us for surgery. We're not going to go in that direction. And today is our last visit. We are not going back. Any clinic you'd go to would say the same thing. Absolutely. In this case where it's very clear there needs to be an intervention. Yes. 
keep that in mind. It's all rhetoric. He doesn't believe the doctors. You can just figure it out. She needs to do her exercises more. She needs to go to this camp, whatever. Okay, but why do you believe that Dayton needs the surgery? It is not life-threatening. As I was just going to say, Cody says, like, I don't believe in surgery unless it's life-threatening. Well, sir, technically you can live without an eye. You can. So the thing with Dayton, and I understand, he equally did, like, he needed the surgery. The His lid was down, but it didn't have to be down with the surgery. It was not only cosmetic. He could then also see out of that eye with the surgery. And again, we don't have anything against Dayton. For all I, for all I know, he's a great dude. No, but I'm anti so, his parents. It's just so easy <laughs> to refute his point in this example with Isabel and then seeing how he can react for a surgery for Dayton. Yep. Like part of what we grow Cody on is his lack of consistency. Yes. Thank you. Because also, do you remember Evie, Maddie's daughter, had to have an amputation? He was not there. He didn't seem present even emotionally regardless of physically it's just time and time again if it's not with robin's kids he does not give a shit speaking about not caring my next moment is when robin was disappointed that the kids were not so excited that she was pregnant how dare they you somehow think this is great timing just moved from utah Life is completely uprooted, and you don't understand why the kids aren't excited. Well, it's interesting. She calls out the older kids for not being as excited as, I guess, the younger kids were. Yep. My thinking is, well, the older kiddos, they have a little bit more cells working. They kind of know we don't have a lot of money. Uh, We're already kind of in a tough situation. We only have one house. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe they're also thinking this might not be the best time. Yeah, I. it just sucks. Also, the fact that she held that against Hunter for so long is weird. Like, you're the adult. Who beefs with, like, a 15-year-old? I was going to say, do you ever see older kids that just are never around Robin? But it's so hard now because everyone's so, not too divided, but there's very limited situations where everybody can be together well that'll never happen again like ever right exactly mckelty goes out of her way to go kiss up to robin and cody which is weird i say that but i'm like you know what that's your dad have a good relationship with him how could i how could i hate on someone for trying to have a good relationship with their dad now i'm sure mckelty is trying to maintain a good relationship with her father and by proxy it's robin because mm-hmm. i mean they're naturally just going to be together they are the most coupley couple <laughs> i hope there's not some ulterior motives here as far as i need to stay close to them because i need to be a part of filming or a part of the show mm-hmm. or i need to be tied to what's going on here because you notice most of the older kids have nothing to do with the show no. you never see them on the show period you might see them as a background character to a major family event that is it Do you think she slightly, and I don't want to put it this way, but I can't think of another word for it right now, but I don't even want to use the word because like I was going to say brainwashed, but that's not what I mean. Like that's too hard of a word, but do you feel that she maybe is this way because of what happened when she was younger? She moved in with Robin. She 
thought she was so cool and great. And so that's still how she is in her head, regardless of what happened between her parents. But in our eyes, like I would view it as Robin and Cody took advantage of her, but she doesn't see it that way. I think they definitely took advantage of her at a young age. You're essentially an employee of your not stepmom yet. Mm-hmm. Watching kiddos. I, are you in school? Did you have to change schools? Like, what is this? You moved four hours away? I think Ma'am. Christine has very strong opinions about what went down in that situation. And I have a feeling McKelty just thinks it was a positive experience. And that might make, I don't, I'm sure they're great and they don't have a rip between them. But I just don't know if I could go against my mom in that situation. I know. Same. That's just personally me. So it kind of reflects my opinion against McKelty, where it just seems like I don't want to say she's dismissing how her father treated her mother, but it kind of feels that way. Like you don't, you don't put the appropriate weight of he basically pushed her out. I mean, there's no love. There's no intimacy. uh, There's no time spent. I mean, he's literally pushing your mom away treats her your siblings like crap i just don't think uh i could i could sort of be friendly with that person i don't think i could separate it enough like you are so awful to not only my mother but then the siblings and you were so awful to isabel and i i don't think i could but i don't know i can never fault her for wanting to be close to her dad even though I probably couldn't. See, that's a rub. I think in that case, well, see, again, it's because by proxy, like I would probably be okay with my dad, but I wouldn't pretend to be this bestie with the stepmom. Oh, I know. I think I just wouldn't do that. Okay, the next one is just like a fun one I remembered. When they were kind of having like a church, they were in Las Vegas, they had like their home church ceremony or whatever you want to call it, and... Robin gave her purity speech and basically was saying how she couldn't be a virgin for her love, Cody, and that she borderline regrets her children. (laughs) So it was just a brutal, like it did not come out well. Maybe she had really good intentions and I I know you want to share the importance, but uh, wow, that was not the way to do it. These are things I do not remember from watching this show. Oh my gosh, this one. Oh, I'm digging up a clip right when we're off of here. I I need to watch this. (laughs) Because just from your description, it sounds like absolute cringe. Pause the show. You need to watch it now, actually. Okay, so we took a slight break and I just watched (laughs) the scene and it is so powerful. (laughs) There's literally... An object being thrown. There's props. There's acting. Purity was thrown on the ground. On the ground. A few things. Wasted. Wasted. <laughs> My life's been wasted. I'm trying to get it back. Um, I see what Robin's doing and trying to word every single piece of that moment and relationship into a negative. When you were with this man for about, I think, 11 years. It was a big chunk of life. Yeah. Had three kids. I mean, just worded differently is all I'm saying. Towards the end, Robin says that she made a mistake by giving this individual her purity, which was her first husband. Mm -hmm. And she's indirectly but directly apologizing to Cody because she's saying, I should have given that to you. Yes. But... 
I wish your kids were a bit older because, yeah, the story might sound cool as like a, this redemption thing, but what are they supposed to think if you wanted to give Cody your purity so bad? That would mean none of us would be born. <laughs> yes. So that's where kind of the whole like, oh, you are implying, she doesn't say it, that you regret your children. Well, she also directly says that act was a mistake. And that act resulted in Dayton. That's rude as hell. Not like, good. He's old was, enough to make that connection here. Okay, here's the thing that I, I really annoys me about Robin. Their concept of the older kids makes no sense because a lot of the older kids are relatively in the same age, like somewhere mm-hmm. between one to three years, one to two years, somewhere yeah. like they're fairly close. But then she always groups her Aurora, her oldest daughter, mm-hmm. into that group, even though, yeah, she's one of her older kids, but she's nowhere close to the older kids. Yeah. Which I always thought was really funny. But I did. Did you see Dayton in that? I scene? don't remember. Do we assume he's there? Yes, we assume because it was church day. Like everyone was there. It would have been TV gold if he raises his hand. He's like, wait, does that mean I'm a mistake? <laughs> I just wanted, uh, you know, the meme of the guy like taking a double take. Like what? What? Yeah. I wonder if that was Dayton's face there, there just in the crowd. a lot of cringe in that scene. It's She's just crying for no reason. Just telling this very elaborate story with props and throwing one thing on the ground and what you didn't see because the clip I showed you cut off, she hands her her purity the heart at the end to Cody. Um <laughs> process <yeah>. that. <laughs> it's it's a lot. I'm so glad you got to witness the legendary purity speech. The the church and this overall message is about, you know, being a good person, being faithful, faithful to God, faithful to your partners and all that stuff. At the end of the day, they're going to have a father who's had three divorces. Yeah. And a lot of wives. And it's interesting where his kids are going, the trajectory they're going to, because I don't know the total, I don't know the history of these kids dating life. I just don't. I don't know if Hunter was a player and that he met, I think he's married now or he's getting married. No, he's with his long-term girlfriend. So like, I don't know if he was ever like, out there on the streets. But <laughs> Where are we it, going? It, what I'm saying is, it seems like almost all of his older kids essentially found their person, some young, some, you know, actually, just realistically, all of them young. Yeah, they're all but young. It seems like they're on a trajectory to have one partner their whole lives, mm-hmm. but totally a different way than how. Their family did it, which by polygamy, whereas in a way they're showing how it can work very well with one partner. It can. But but the way the families defined it all the time is like, no, I like my break from him. All this yada yada stuff, which I think we always didn't like. I thought it was always BS, not polygamy in itself, but just the way they're trying to oversell. They're trying to oversell like, oh, yeah, I need my time away from him. And just that's just one example. But they made a lot of examples like this mm-hmm. or I have this person to do this and do that and they can kind of bounce things off each other but yeah. all of your older kids are showing how this works with one partner I just thought that was fascinating because it's totally counter to what the whole family's message was basically I think that's I mean they saw how it was they're fine with their one partner 
I, I just I just found that incredibly interesting. Okay, slightly unrelated to the purity speech, but that just reminded me of another moment. Sure. As you were saying, like, oh, I like my alone time. I like my every third or fourth night, whatever it is. You know how Robin now basically Cody can't be away for more than what is it, like three nights or something like that? But in the rotation, it would have been every fourth night you would have had him. Mm-hmm. What? Like, why are you pretending and crying when a wife leaves and then you're like, no, you can only be gone two nights? So it wouldn't have even worked in the best scenario. It's just crap. That's all I'm trying to point out is contradictions all the time. No, and just to let's triple or double and triple down on that point, we've had friends of ours also mention because we 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 don't work together, but we essentially do because we share an office. Mm-hmm. So we're together during the day. We're t- obviously together at night and all that all that stuff. And people ask us. I think it's happened more than happens a lot, like more than twice of don't you get tired of each other? And I was Mm -hmm. like, what are you talking about? (laughs) I was like, I, I decided to marry my best friend. Why would I be tired? (laughs) Yeah. I never get tired of you. Doesn't that never resonates with me. I'm just like, I don't even know how to answer because am I not cool? If I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, we have like, we play different video games. Yeah. We're apart. But like, what? I don't know. It. I, we're just so used to it. Do I just say no and they just don't know how to respond? <laughs> Maybe our like long distance years really like we really appreciate being together now because we were never together when you were in the military. Like you were always gone. That's true. So maybe now we just like really appreciate it. Like very distance makes the heart grow fonder and our hearts have grown so fond over those years. Hmm. That's very sweet. And going back to, you know, purity speech, Robin being the victim, he stole it from her. I feel like she always makes herself the victim. And then this one instance she didn't, it did not come across the way (laughs) that I I think she thought it did. It was the panel discussion, kind of pros and cons of polygamy. And then Robin and being a bad ass says... Don't make me a victim, sweetie. And it was so unlike her that like, it's so cringy. (laughs) I do remember this scene. Yeah. Another iconic scene. It is very tough to follow because we have seen time and time again, Robin use tears or the lack thereof to sort of get her point across or win an argument. Mm -hmm. So you do essentially make yourself the victim. Every single day, every single moment. <laughs> so it's so funny for her to be like, I'm not a victim. I'm like, Ugh. man, you really play that card a lot. Okay, I have one more. Sure. A clip I saw this week was of Cody and Christine sitting with, I believe, builders or planners for the houses in Vegas. Christine was talking about, oh, since she has extra money, she would love to do stone on the outside of her house. It looks really cool. She really likes it. She asked the cost and she said, yeah, let's let's just do it. Let's go ahead and move forward to it. Cody then pipes up out of nowhere and says, well, you could use that extra money and give it to Mary so she can get, you know, what she needs. And Christine was talking about how immediately she felt so guilty because she wasn't in the end. She did not give the money to Mary. And I'm just thinking the audacity The person that has already gone over budget 
I'm supposed to give the money to them, my extra money instead of getting an upgrade I want when that person has been upgrading left and right? A few things. I think this also goes back to, in some ways, I need to build a homestead that supports X amount of people. Mm -hmm. You're building a home to support like two and a half. That will always be the great debate. doesn't feel right. But yes, everyone deserves an equal share. But right there, someone would say, yeah, but everyone deserves an equal share. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But also in the situation, it's not equal anymore. I'm giving part of my pot to someone else, which I know this is probably based on how they can maximize their loans. Like, I don't think this is hard cash they have Mm -hmm. because my thought would be just say no, because I would rather have more money in my savings in case, you know, I need a surgery for my kid in the future. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I can't see the future, but you never know what life's going to throw at you. (laughs) But in this case, I think they're just going off of, how much they can get in their loan amounts. They're almost like moving money around. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And the big thing is, well, there's a couple of things here. Number one, a chunk of money that is coming from Mary is due to her MLMs. So she, her big argument point or point, I guess I shouldn't say argument is the fact that she hosts a lot to have these selling events or to get more people in her downline, whatever it is. So that's the reason she needs the wet bar. And she needs all of these other upgrades. It's because she's hosting. She's going to have a lot of people at her house at once. Okay, fine. But do you necessarily need all of that plus the five bedrooms? Not even that. Can you, yes, if you have this MLM business, can you wait on certain expenses or upgrades? Focus on your MLM stuff, which you'd hope naturally would give you more money in the Mm -hmm. future if you are going to have a successful business. And then you you would have the money to pay for upgrades. So why couldn't you just wait? Because she doesn't like sliding doors. She will not have a sliding door in that house. I take that back because you know what happens in these events? You're like, oh, let me give you a tour of my home. Yes. Look at this. Look at that. Look at all the beautiful things. You can't wait on the upgrades because my home is a part of the showpiece, not just the, the gathering areas. Yeah. My other counter to that would be seeing as up to this point, it seemed like the moms had nothing in their name. So mm-hmm. having these homes, it's almost like if something didn't work out between us, like I now have this property or I can do something with this. I can sell it if I want to. I can turn it that into a rental. That was always the big selling point. Um, yeah. Again, talking about how everyone deserves an equal pot. Well, to that extent, every wife should have the equal amount of money to make a home. Not only that would fit their kids, but can also maximize the you know, the, the profit you could gain from this home if you ever decided to sell it. Yeah. And the fact that Mary is taking from that later on, it almost seems like her house could sell for more, which now again, that's, it's not fair unless that is going to the family pot. Then I guess it really doesn't matter. Let's break this down another layer. These are the wives investments. These are the wives emergency money. Basically, if they decide to leave the family, that's kind of what they sold to us. So, like, should that go to the family pot is what you're thinking? Well, what does this mean for Janelle? She sold her house and gave Robin more money from her house selling to get her mega mansion and Mm. Flagstaff. And now she doesn't have a home to live in. See see how it just it didn't work out? No, because it got funneled in one direction. 
versus that being your money that you put in or that the family put the, in and then it's yours whenever it sells. The other three wives legit got bamboozled. Absolutely. Bad. Absolutely. Bad. Out of their home money, that all just went to the pot, you know, for this coyote pass that nothing came from. I mean, it's astonishing how bad it ended financially. I wish the original Flagstaff Deeds were split in a way where a wife owned their entire lot, not the wife and Cody. Oh, I know. Because wasn't Cody on everyone? That really bugs me because going back to their whole spiel of like the mom can leave whenever, I'm like, well, you don't really set them up that way because you're splitting the deeds. Yeah, not now. Why don't you back that up by like this property is totally yours. You can do whatever you want with it. Mm -hmm. You can like sell it. And I wish they did that because it could, mind you, we know they're never going to move to Flagstaff, but it could be, or the, sorry, the ranch or whatever they call it, but it could be a slap in the face because you're like, well, you can't build on my land like Teehee. That would be a funny (laughs) sort of slap in the face of their future plans. But Christine did get to sell her law, but she sold it for what? Like a buck, like whatever it was to just get it away from her. And she got to keep the house. But then, like, that still leaves Janelle in an absolute crap situation where she doesn't have a house. The land is just her and Cody's. But she wants the land. So that's where it'll get interesting. If Janelle goes... Build your casita, girl. No, I think Janelle would have to get only her name on the deed. It would be a waste of money if she builds while her and Cody's name is on the deed. Because later down the road, legalities, like if you just pumped a bunch of money into that, that would not be good. Oh You're essentially gosh. giving him money to split down the down the road. He would make her buy it from him, wouldn't he? Probably. Oh, what a jerk. Probably. Yeah, I can see it. Man, wouldn't it be crazy if this is a talking point in the upcoming season? Is the land on Coyote Pass? Oh, it, it will have to be. Also, at some point last year or the year before, I believe Cody and Robin took out like a $160,000 loan against their house. And everyone was wondering why. Like, was there a debt to pay off? And the theory is that that was to pay off Janelle. Yeah. Pay for the land. You, I guess. I'm yeah. not really sure. But since she didn't have a house to sell or something. Even, so that's disgusting as well. Like, well, it's still not the cost of a house. Just imagine 30 years of someone and for you to leave, you get 160 grand. Not enough. That's that, that's what I'm saying. That's enough. what that's what your 30 years of your life, half your life has led to. To your husband playing a favorite, to just leaving you high and dry before you were even separated, didn't give a crap where you lived, got a mansion for one of his girls. Like something we so don't talk insulting. about enough. We hate on Robin, but her plays are so smart. I mean, the fact that she decided to just be firm and say, I'm buying a house in Flagstaff. Well, no, she was praying for a rental. Sure, sure. <laughs> Cody wanted the I'm allegedly sure. the house. Well, whether it was Cody. But see, then she could say that by proxy. Like, oh, Cody really wants to buy his house. But no, I know. She wants they to buy the house. They do that all the time. She they wants try to, buy the to house. make Cody the bad they, one. They try to hide it and be like, yeah. Go to your dad, but really it's you. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's, we give her a lot of shit, but it's very smart. Some okay. of the plays are very That's smart. That's a bigger question to even get into. Is Robin smart, manipulative, calculating, or is she just like so aloof? Is she just like not even, like there's, this isn't even like an end game for her. Like she's so not even. No, because 
I think if you were honest with your goals of having this big unified family, I think there would have been so many more actions that showed how bad you wanted this. Yeah. Like you wouldn't you, have been you, you would Cody. essentially kick Cody out of the house to go to yes. another wife's house. You Thank you, you. You wouldn't say, oh, the young ones cannot be away from you for like a day. Like, are you serious? Like, I'm away from the other kids for like a week. I would. I totally agree. I just think the way the actions. I mean, it's always what they say. Actions speak louder than words. And so her keeping Cody away from Isabel during the surgery for making him stay away from. Well, not making him because he's always going to have his own opinion, but he regards her opinion above everyone else's. So her essentially not kicking him out was basically just inviting him to stay. Yeah, I think Robin is a smart cookie that is playing her cards correctly. And I think the whole her defense mechanism of, you know, I can't tell him what to do. I think it's so even that is so smart. Because I'm not buying it. Like, I think you have you have Cody's ear and he would listen to you. And we have proof of it time and time again. Yeah, this could go on and on because I think they've always had just this such an interesting dynamic. Again, Christine mentioned of like you found your true soulmate. I mean, even the way you can read between the lines if he was talking shit about his wives to Robin. Yep. And I just think from the jump, they just had this like us against them mm-hmm. under undertones and, and you might not see it in the show, but I think they were always there. Yeah. And there are certain things that you can catch throughout the seasons where you're like, why would Robin know that? Unless you guys are gossiping and talking about other relationships, Robin should not know that intimate detail of that other marriage. So being like, Cody doesn't listen to me. He's going to do what he wants. Well, you guys already talked about it for hours and, you know, you formed your alliance and your opinion on it and you're sticking to the story. So I can't wait to see even more evidence of this next week on Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) (laughs) On the next episode. (sighs) Yeah. Shout out if you're a Dragon Ball Z fan, but we are going to Vegas. We are. We decided a very last minute trip. Leon's been wanting to go to Vegas for like a year. And I always find a way to just like squash (laughs) that for some reason. Like, I don't know. I'm like, that's not the right time. And then I was asking, what do you want to do for your birthday? And he was like, oh, nothing like a dinner. And I was thinking like, well, let's just go to Vegas. Screw it. Like you've been wanting to go forever. We don't have any plans. Let's go. Yeah. Personally, I found as I get older, I don't want things or stuff. Like I have a lot Mm -hmm. of crap. Like, let's go do something let's have an adventure let's make some memories so this time it's gonna be vegas mind you it's been vegas like maybe three three times four times maybe yeah but what we're trying to get to is that we are gonna be watching the show it's just gonna be from vegas and i think either we're gonna figure out a recording situation if not record the very next day Mm -hmm. Uh, but we will get our thoughts out to you shortly after the episode airs I was also thinking, like, do we need to do a Twitter spaces like right after the episode drops initial thoughts? (laughs) I don't know. And I don't even know how that all works now. Twitter's kind of broken right now. Oh, do you mean X? Yes. Sorry. X. (laughs) I've been trying to post on there. Like whatever I post on Instagram, I'll always post on Twitter and vice versa. I mean, they already got you. You're not even saying tweet. You're saying post. Oh, is that not? I don't know. I always say post. Oh, (laughs) tweeting is gone. It just says post now. (laughs) Well, I make... Whatever it is on both platforms, but it doesn't let me post at all. 
on Twitter. Like maybe, it just circles do, forever. Maybe you have to do some really weird like sign out, sign in thing. Oh, probably. I'll try that next. So this is a really last minute trip. We don't have flights. You know how we nothing. are, guys. Got nothing, done no research. <laughs> so I, we don't know what day we're coming back yet. If we are in town, we'll, of course, knock it out as quickly as we can. I'll keep you guys updated. I will post on Instagram and Twitter and kind of give you an actual date of when the show will come out. But just know we will be watching. We'll be there. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, also, Leon, I asked, oh, do you want like a gift in Vegas? Like, I still want to get you something. And he said, no, get me tickets to something just a show in Vegas. Let's go have a good night. So I already got that part done and I cannot wait to reveal it to you guys. I asked him if he wanted to know. Hell no. And he said, no, just like, let's arrive and go there. So I can't wait. Oh, that could be a little fun segment. A little review of the show. Yeah. Cool. I don't know what it is. It'll be fun. Maybe it's Thunder Down Under. That would be different. It would be different. Not expected for sure. Sending a message, not expected (laughs) at all. (laughs) So we'll see. Don't look at billboards too hard. It's like in the airport or something. I know. (laughs) Just keep walking. (laughs) So that's what's going on with us next weekend. Celebrating Leon, his birthday. I will keep you all updated on release date for that pod. Personal update. Northwest is going through a heat wave right now. The AC downstairs is not keeping up very well. It already froze over. <sighs> yeah. So we're trying lot. some maintenance. But that's the reason why there's one pod out right now for the Monday episode, just because it is so hot upstairs. <laughs> and we didn't want to have it be super echoey downstairs. So bear with us. We'll get another episode out, which will most likely be like a life update, prepping for Vegas. We have a few other updates. We went to another wedding, so I have many more rants about that. So yeah, stay with us. That episode will drop later this week, and we'll keep you updated. Take care. Have a wonderful week. I hope you had a nice weekend if it was your weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you guys, and we'll see you soon.